The global economy is limping along and we take a look at the inflation numbers in Egypt, Rwanda and Namibia, who hit an all-time high rate again. From over 1,100 cities and 128 countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter, Africa Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. The world economy has lost momentum from the impact of higher interest rates, the invasion of Ukraine, and widening geopolitical rifts. At the release of the latest World Economic Outlook, the International Monetary Fund warned that the global economy is limping along and not sprinting. The IMF expects global economic growth to slow to 2.9% in 2024 from an expected 3% this year. The forecast for next year is down a notch from 3% it predicted back in July. Pierre-Olivier Gorinchas, Director of Research Department at the IMF, is up first with a full picture of the economic outlook. The global economy continues to recover from the pandemic and Russia's invasion of Ukraine, showing remarkable resilience, yet growth remains slow and uneven. The global economy is limping along, not sprinting. Under our baseline forecast, growth will slow from 3.5% last year to 3% this year and 2.9% next year, a 0.1 percentage point downgrade for 2024. This remains well below historical averages. Important divergences are appearing. The slowdown is more pronounced in advanced economies and in emerging markets and developing economies. Among advanced economies, the U.S. has been revised up with resilient consumption and investment, while the euro area has been revised down as tighter monetary policy and the energy crisis took a toll. There is divergence also among emerging markets and developing economies, with China facing growing headwinds, while Brazil, where India and Russia are revised up. The news on inflation is encouraging, but we're not quite there yet. Headline inflation continues to, ex- to decelerate. Core inflation, excluding food and energy prices, is also projected to decline, but more gradually. However, all in all, most countries are not expected to return to inflation target until 2025. Taken together, our projections are increasingly consistent with a soft landing scenario, bringing inflation down without a major downturn in activity. Many countries are experiencing a sharp and welcome compression in the distribution of earnings, with wages growing faster at the bottom of the distribution. This could have to do with so-called amenity value of flexible and remote work schedules, reducing wage pressures for high earners. While some of the extreme risks have moderated since April, the balance remains tilted to the downside. First, the real estate crisis is deepening in China. Restoring confidence requires prompt action to restructure property developers, preserve financial stability, and address strained local public finances. The policy challenge is complex, but if well executed, it will enable China's economy to pivot away from a real estate credit-driven model of growth. Second, commodity prices could become more volatile with increasing climate and geopolitical shocks. This would represent a serious risk to the disinflation strategy. Between June and September, oil prices have increased by about 27% on the back of extended supply cuts from OPEC plus countries, before falling back more recently by about 8%. Food prices remain elevated and could be disrupted further by an escalation of the war in Ukraine. 
Geoeconomic fragmentation has also led to a sharp increase in the dispersion in commodity prices across regions, including critical minerals. This could pose serious macroeconomic risks going forward, including to the climate transition. Third, inflation remains uncomfortably high. Near-term inflation expectations have risen markedly above target. Bringing these expectations back down is critical to winning the battle against inflation. Fourth, fiscal buffers have eroded in many countries, with elevated debt levels, rising funding costs, slowing growth, and an increasing mismatch between the growing demands on the state and available fiscal resources. This leaves many countries more vulnerable to crisis. Finally, despite the tightening of monetary policy, financial conditions have eased in many countries. The danger here is that of a sharp repricing of risk, especially for emerging markets, that would appreciate further the US dollar, trigger capital outflows, and increase borrowing costs and debt distress. With still tight labor markets, ample excess savings in some countries, adverse oil price movements, and inflation expectations not fully normalized, central banks have more work to do to bring inflation back to target for a sustained period. They must avoid a premature easing. On the fiscal front, we must renew our focus on managing fiscal risks. Buffers need to be rebuilt, including by phasing out energy subsidies while still protecting the vulnerable. Daniel Lay, Division Chief Research Department at the IMF, touches briefly on the Sub-Saharan Africa economic outlook. So for Sub-Saharan Africa, we have growth bottoming out in 2023 and coming back up in uh, 2024. Inflation is peaking, but it's still in double digits for more than 40% of the economies. We see African growth at 3.34%. That's above the global average, but it's below the potential that um, Africa has uh, and that it needs to catch up more quickly towards higher income levels. Uh, the the shocks hitting growth are, are diverse, but there are several external ones coming from the higher fuel, food, and fertilizer prices still um, from the war in Ukraine, the funding squeeze, harder to get capital, and still very high spreads, therefore, for several economies and exchange rate pressures. For Nigeria, in particular, we have um, a growth forecast that goes from 3.3% this year to 29 next year before going up to 3.1% in 2024. There's a downward revision for this year. Uh, partly this is because of the demonetization, the high inflation, the shocks to agriculture and hydrocarbon output. That's coming on top of those external headwinds. I would also add that President uh, Timupe has moved quickly with important reforms, including ending uh, the fuel subsidies and unifying the official exchange rate. We welcome these initial bold reforms because we see them as paving the way towards stronger and inclusive growth. And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Brent crude oil futures steadied near $88 per barrel on Tuesday, holding the 4% surge from the start of the week as markets continued to assess supply risks following Hamas's surprise attack on Israel over the weekend. While the direct impact of these developments on oil supply was limited, energy markets fear that further escalation could trigger 
wider turmoil in Middle Eastern geopolitics with diplomatic negotiations between Israel and Saudi Arabia already being suspended. Additionally, eventual evidence of direct involvement from Iran prompted fears that U.S. sanctions on Tehran would be tightened shortly after the country raised production to a five-year high to ship the most oil to China in a decade. And a quick trip around Africa, the annual urban inflation rate in Egypt accelerated to 38% in September of 2023, up from 37.4% in the previous month, remaining significantly above the upper limit of the central bank's target range of 5 to 9% and above the market forecast of 37.6%. This marked the highest inflation rate since records commenced in 1958, primarily due to low base effect and soaring food prices as the country continues to face severe foreign currency crisis. Largest price hikes also came from alcoholic beverages and tobacco, hotels and restaurants, and furnishings. On a monthly basis, consumer prices rose by 2%, the highest in three months following a 1.6% hike in August. The annual inflation rate in Namibia quickened for a second month to hit a four-month high of 5.4% in September 2023, up from 4.7% in the prior month. The main upward pressure came from prices of recreation and culture, food and non-alcoholic beverages, and alcoholic beverages and tobacco. On a monthly basis, consumer prices inched up by 0.8% in September, the most in eight months after rising by 0.4% in the prior month. The annual inflation rate in Rwanda accelerated for the second month to 18.4% in September of 2023 compared to August 17.4%, mainly due to soaring prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages. Upward pressure came from other CPI items such as education, alcoholic beverages, tobacco, narcotics, and restaurants and hotels. On a monthly basis, consumer prices jumped up by 4% in September, the most in nearly a year after 1.2% rise in the previous month. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Ruth Adon.